Good morning, Wisconsin. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line at 855-616-1620. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Thursday. Where did this week go? Week is flying by. I'm going to start with an obscure reference. It goes all the way back to 1954. The Kane Mutiny. I'm not going to play it for you yet. So I'm just to give you a little look into my routine. In the morning, I kind of peruse social media, see what's being talked about. We have the whole uh, Mark Shamir comments thing, which I may or may not get to today. I'm on Mark's side on this. you got to be tough if you're going to play in the NFL. you got to beat up on the San Francisco 49ers. That's it. We'll, t- we'll talk about it Are later. we clear? Yes, sir. Are we clear? Yes, and he was very clear, as am I on occasion. All right, so. I wake up this morning. I'm looking at the X, formerly known as Twitter. And if you're not on the Twitter, good life choice by you. And you can certainly weigh in, as always, on the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Donald Trump, from his, it's not defunct yet, but it's losing money, bleeding money, truth social accounts, says this. I read from his post. A president of the United States must have full immunity, without which it would be impossible for him or her to... Good job of putting the her in there, by the way. Pat on the back for the former president. To properly function, any mistake, even if well-intended, would be met with almost certain indictment by the opposing party at term end. Even events that, his his quotes, cross the line, must fall under total immunity or it will be years of trauma trying to determine good from bad. There must be certainty. Example, you can't stop from police from doing the job of strong and effective crime prevention because you want to guard against the occasional rogue cop or bad apple. Sometimes you just have to live with the great but slightly imperfect. Imperfect, that's the uh, quote part again. All presidents must have complete and total presidential immunity. Or the authority and decisiveness of a president of the United States will be stripped and gone forever. you got to love this last part. Kind of a tease for the, uh, the folks he put in, uh, in those positions. Hopefully this will be an easy decision. God bless the Supreme Court. Now, say what you want about Donald Trump. There's some good stuff in there. He is a guy, former president, who recognized that at some point we may have a female president. Kudos to the former president for saying that. Mentioned the challenge for law enforcement in the world we live in now, that they're, they're being challenged in ways they weren't before. Some legitimately, some not. Rogue cop is the term he used. The question of immunity. This is where the president falls down. As a president, yes. Not complete immunity, but you have a lot of protections. For example, president's decision to go to war, use military action. If we're going to second-guess all of that, uh, the president would be handcuffed. He wouldn't be able to do anything. We'd have a very weak nation. Makes complete sense. I think everyone's in agreement on that. But when you're talking about life post-presidency, comments that you make, actions that you take, documents that you steal, or at least take to your New residents. So different questions. I made up my show poll today. And again, you can find it on the X, or if you're just listening to the show today, you can certainly weigh in on the on the uh, WTMJ talk and text line. Here's the question. It's simple, really. Former President Donald Trump believes the office of president should have full immunity 
from criminal prosecution. Is he right? I gave you a few choices. Nope. Yes, of course. Very limited, if ever. Or other. And I've got some other comments I'll read after the break. But I will tell you right now with almost, we just went over 250 votes. Amazing job by you. We just started. And again, you can weigh in on the old, on the WTMJ talk and text line, 855-616-1620. Right now, no, or nope, as I put it, N-O-P-E. 83%, and if I add in the very limited, if ever, it's over 90%. My opinion, that's the right answer. I want you to listen to this little bit of audio here in context to what we're talking about. A president unhinged or is he right on target? 1954. Captain Quig. Ah, but the strawberries, that's that's where I had them. They laughed at me and made jokes. But I proved beyond the shadow of a doubt and with, with geometric logic that a duplicate key to the wardrobe icebox did exist. And I'd have produced that key if they hadn't pulled the cane out of action. Uh, I know now they were only trying to protect some fellow officer. And naturally, I, I can only cover these things from memory. If I've left anything out, why, just ask me specific questions and... I'll be glad to answer them one by one. We're talking about politics this first half hour. We'll get back to the uh, Donald Trump conversation in a second. But let me uh, point you in the right direction. I am doing the WTMJ's Decision Wisconsin podcast now. I do two new ones every week. A new one just dropped with, uh, it's, this one was great, fun to do yesterday. A lot of important conversation from TMJ4, Charles Benson, our great partners at TMJ4, and our other great partners at the Business Journal, Mark Cass. We sat down yesterday and we just dropped it this morning. All about the RNC, the state of politics, is Milwaukee ready? All avail- available for you. Every Tuesday and Thursday, you can listen to one of my new conversations with all the political and legal experts and everybody else revolving around this big story. All available, available at WTMJ.com, the WTMJ mobile app, or wherever you get your podcasts. As we get closer and closer to Election Day, it's the Decision Wisconsin podcast on WTMJ.com. I have a lot of fun doing it. I love the show. But it's a kind of a, a fun way to kind of take that conversation in depth. No commercials. And the cool thing about it is 20 minutes tops. And now we're actually giving you a chance to kind of find the part you want to listen to. If there's just one little thing that, you, that tweaks your interest, you can find that. We'll give you a little time log. You can pick pick out the, the moments of the podcast you want to listen to. So check it out. Decision Wisconsin on WTMJ.com or wherever you get your podcast. So I asked the question. Should former President Donald Trump have total immunity? Because he's asked for it, loudly, clearly. All of you have basically said the same thing. Nope, nope, nope. Are there any adults left in the room, much less in America? Nope. A leader who believes he has total immunity is is a dictator, not a president. You mirror, those of you on the WTMJ Talk and Text line, what I think most of us understand. We can't have a world... We can't have a country where a president can do whatever they want. And just so we're clear on this, the former president has been convicted in a civil trial of rape. He's now facing another trial in that same case uh, for damages, financial damages, to E. Jean Carroll. That's just one part of the the network of cases swirling around the former president. 
who basically is doing things in the position of former president, he did him as president too, that a decade or two would have been unthinkable. Unthinkable. He has destroyed the credibility of governmental agencies, who are not perfect, by the way. But when you shatter the reputation of the CIA, FBI, Department of Justice, National Institute of Health, I should dig out my list. Literally every agency that leads this country in a non-elected manner. Generally appointees. Usually lifelong civil servants. And demonize those folks so nothing can be trusted. What you end up with is chaos. That chaos has now jammed itself into the conversation swirling around the 2024 presidential election. And one of the reasons I'm so excited about taking on the podcast is this will be a year that none of us are ever going to forget. Trust me on that. We will never, ever forget them. Texture says nobody wants total immunity unless they have done things they need total immunity for. Look, I understand there's supporters of Donald Trump out there. I know many of them, and they come up to me all the time in a civil conversation. Love to have that conversation. I'm not a supporter of the former president. I've already told you who I think would make a better choice, but that doesn't matter. You're going to vote for who you want to vote for. But there, there needs to be, which is somewhat ironic given that the, the former president is using this rule of law platform as part of his campaign promises, there needs to be rule of law. Conduct matters. Words matter. And as we get closer and closer to real voting, we've, we've had the caucuses. We can go back and forth about that. To me, that's not real voting. It unre- uh, overrepresents older voters. Younger voters are underrepresented. It's a very small slice of voters. Yes, he won significantly. I acknowledge that on Tuesday. Can't take it away from him. He's got the early vote lead over Nikki Haley and, and Ron DeSantis. We'll see what happens in New Hampshire. Quickly, Bob from Waukesha joins us. Hey, Bob. Good morning, Steve. How are you today? Wonderful on this Thursday. Good. Yeah, it's not exactly motorcycle riding weather, but it'll no. have to do. Uh, maybe next week, but it's going to be a lot of wet water slashing around those roadways, splashing around yeah. those roadways. Yeah, it'll be a mess. Yeah. You know, I I, I told Brandon, I, it, 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 aside from his comments about the CIA and the FBI and these other governmental agencies, the negative comments, he he has cast a cloud, as far as I'm concerned, over the court system, because in spite of his being admonished by the judges, uh, not just one, but multiple judges, regarding his speech and behavior in court, uh, he has just continued. And any ordinary Joe Blow who would have done that would have found their keister in jail. Absolutely. And that, that's the reality that I, I try to express. Thanks for the call, Bob. I try to express that reality to people. Look, he's going to get votes. He's a popular candidate. That's not going to change. Doesn't matter what I say. Doesn't matter what somebody else says. For some reason, people have latched on to him as the voice of less government. I would argue it's just different governments, but we, we, we can have that, uh, that conversation. Sam joins us from McHenry. Hey, Sam, welcome to the show. Good morning. How you doing, Steve? Always good to talk to you, Your sir. question is pretty much of a no-brainer. We don't want 
a criminal in the White House. We have one right now, as far as I'm concerned, but we don't discuss that, even though all the evidence is mounting on him by the day. But we'll leave that to the side. Right I'm happy now, to have your that conversation question, with you, Sam. I'm happy to have that conversation with you. But, again, that has to go we, through. Can we do Go ahead. Right. But can we do this with any president? No, of course not. But can a president function and run a country where every decision he makes, he risks prosecution while in office or after office, especially if he wants to run again, and now everything's weaponized against him? How does all that work, then? Where's the middle ground? That's a, that's, thanks for the call, Sam. That's a better question. And I would argue and agree with Sam that some of the things that were done to Donald Trump in his term, his four-year term, went too far. That's not a leap of faith for me. That's uh, that's what I said at the time. But on his question about Biden, the current president, Joe Biden, if you want to be fair, Donald Trump has court cases. Joe Biden would also have to have court cases. And then at some point we get facts. We get judge or jury decisions, convictions, acquittals. That's how it's supposed to work. You don't get to just say stuff. Look, I never voted for Joe Biden, so I have no, I have no uh, horse in the race. I wrote in Nikki Haley. Never hid behind that decision. Still feel good about it, actually. And I still feel today that Nikki Haley would be a better candidate against Joe Biden than Donald Trump would be. And I may be proved right. We shall see. All right, we'll take a break. We're scheduled to be joined by the mayor from the city of Cudahy, Wisconsin, Mayor Tom Pavlik. We'll see if he, uh, he makes that call. One call, <laughs> we'll see if he makes it after this. a werewolf all right i am bringing back my mayor to mayor conversations it could be a mayor it could be a village president it could be a county executive i had josh showman on the show yesterday well that's gonna be a regular feature in 2024 and since i lived most of my young life in this great city i thought you know it's appropriate to have on the mayor of that great city city of cudahy i'm alluding to mayor tom pavlik joins us good morning mayor Good morning, Steve. How are you? I am wonderful. So I've been asking leaders about this because all of us here in Wisconsin and probably the Midwest and maybe the East Coast as well have been dealing with weather, storms, snow, ice, cold. How has Cudahy been doing? You had, you had a couple months where you could kind of get ready for it. How are we doing in Cudahy? Um, fortunately for us, you know, Lake Michigan helped us in this last storm where we probably had less snow than to the West. Um, so... Our crews got out early. We were able to get that slush off the, the roads. We didn't have the hard pack that if you go further west, you'll see a lot of hard pack on some of the, the roads and side streets. So pretty lucky there. Uh, just like any other municipality, we have a lot of new uh, plow drivers, new workers through, you know, all those baby boomers retiring. <laughs> so, you know, we had some learning curve on, you know, the first time out for some of our new uh, plow drivers. So, you know, we kind of the staff is looking at how we did, how we, how things we can improve on. So, and it, you know, this cold for a water utility, it's, you know, we get the, the water main breaks during the, the thaws. So we expect when it warms up that, you know, we're going to expect some water main breaks. How's the, salt, how's the salt supply there? Um, we have plenty of salt. Um, we, you know, we use the brine. We put like a 20% salt, uh, salt water brine down before so that the ice doesn't uh, stick to the roads. Um, we have plenty of salt. We have a, a large salt shed. Um, but it was important this last storm to get that 
that slush off the road because otherwise the salt wouldn't help with the low temperatures. So we added some uh, calcium chloride to the to mix to, to help with the melting of the, the ice. So our roads are, are pretty good. I mean, I've been out west and, you know, they've got a lot more snow than we have. So um, I'm sure it was a real challenge for them. So you're not just a mayor, you're, you're like a, a chemist now. Calcium, well, dropping a calcium well, they chloride tell me because you. there's different mixes in brine. So you, you kind of learn that as you go. So, you you know, you got to trust the staff and the, the science, I guess, on some of this stuff that when salt is effective and it gets so cold, the salt doesn't become effective. You ever jump in the, the truck with these guys and drive around and see what it's like? I was going to, but it, it was such a, I mean, we, we had crews in at different times because, you know, you're trying to predict when the snow is coming. When do you put your crews out? So, you bring certain number of people in at a certain time, and then we had all our staff members, even staff from engineering, the water utility, were all in plowing. So it was uh, we used all available uh, resources we could to get ahead of it before the freeze. So I, I neglected to tell our audience um, kind of the story of Cudahy. So I grew up in Cudahy. It's a smaller community in Milwaukee County, located along the lake. It's just east of the airport, uh, Mitchell Field. Uh, I think the the northern well northern boundary is St. Francis, southern boundary is is uh is uh South Milwaukee, Milwaukee. a little bit of Oak Creek on the west there. Um t- I I we had this conversation last week when I talked to you here. Like uh give us the like one minute story of Cudahy. I I think we're the old industrial uh community. I I always compare us to West Dallas, a lot of large factories at one point. Um blue collar um, we're bordered by the Milwaukee County owns all the parkland along the, the Lake Michigan. We have the airport to the east and the 128th refueling. So we're pretty uh, landlocked, um, but we got great parks. Um, if you like cooler by the lake, we we can provide that for you. Guaranteed, um, we got yes. some great companies, Smithfield, ATI, Lucas Milhoff, Superior Linen. Um, so it, it's slowly, you know, you, you're doing a lot of infill development to, you know, old existing industrial sites and stuff. So it's uh, it's a challenge, but, hey, we, we like challenge. I always, uh, I think I joked with you last week about this. Uh, one of the things I love, it's it's endearing, is when you come into Cudahy, not every day, but most days, you can smell the bacon from Smithfield uh, on, on Layton Avenue there. Um, you, you should sell that. You should sh- uh, sell that smell somehow, at least in market. Yeah, I don't know if we can bottle that. We'll talk <laughs> it's, to the it's like tremendous. I'm sure there's some... Uh, legal copyright uh, constraints <laughs> on that, but it yeah. makes me want to eat breakfast every time I'm in Cudahy. Yeah, it, it's a unique uh, place, <laughs> and if you, I mean those uh, some of the smokers in that building are over 100 years old. It's really impressive how they're able to keep some of those old smokers going. You can tell the difference in the, the bacon based on what smoker it was in. Yeah, so. isn't that wild? That that that's some great yeah. history. You also have. Uh, it's it's not Laddish anymore. What's the new name of the company? ATI. ATI, right? Yeah, and they yeah, with the big hammers and uh, yep. They, yep, very uh, well established companies that have been here for many years, and we appreciate them staying put. Tell me something about Cudahy I, I don't know, and I like I said, my my relative, my mom, dad are still there, my brother, uh, some of my cousins. Tell me something about Cudahy I don't know. Something I don't know. You're you're older than I am. You should. Uh, <laughs> you lived here. I didn't grow you up. You don't have here. to say um, that on the radio. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, what did, something you, something I don't know about cutting, some unknown facts, some little known facts. Um, do you know that city hall is actually sitting on county property? It was a lease of land that we signed over the years. So the property that we're city hall is 
isn't yes. really owned by the city of Kare. We have a lease with the Milwaukee County. I did not know I think that. There was years ago there was some swapping when Kare, uh, Michael Kare owned the, all the parkland, and then they, you know, they sold it or swapped it with uh, Milwaukee County, and then we had the city had the rights to put up this city hall building on county ground. So two things I want to get to before I let you go. One is the biggest, uh, and you just did your budgets in the fall and then you, you sit on your property tax bills, uh, biggest challenges in that arena. And then one more question after that. Okay. I mean, I think every municipality, the challenge is always the following year, right? When you finish your, you know, the 2024 budget, you're already looking to 25 to say, you know, what is your new net construction? Can you raise property taxes, which are limited by levy limits? And you kind of know that you, historically health insurance has been going up about 9%, 10% a year. Wages go up. And how do you uh, figure out how to retain employees, which is a real challenge for any municipality, probably any business today. Um, finding employees is a, is a challenge. So sometimes, you, you know, the budget is always a constraint because we don't have a source of new revenues. We don't have any hotels, so we can't generate hotel taxes to generate marketing dollars to market the city. So we're really uh, challenged in certain areas, but hey, we we try to make ends meet. Uh, We look for opportunities to work with other municipalities to uh, see if there's any uh, synergies on how we can provide services. Last question was about, go ahead. Go ahead. The last question was about the development opportunities and the texter Ask me a question about about that specifically, and the one that always I always hear from people is um, grocery store. That, that's a. I mean, we reach out to grocery stores. I mean, you know, those grocery stores do their homework. They they know what the market is. The margins are really small on uh, groceries, so they're very competitive. They tend not to locate on top of each other. Um, so we got a Walmart in South Milwaukee, a Pick and Save in St. Francis. They're within probably on our borders, less than a half a mile away, even a quarter mile away from our borders. So it's a challenge that we, you know, we have, you know, an old former Kmart, but um, no one's willing to come in here and, you know, they just don't think the market and the demographics that will generate the the incomes that they need to, to retain a business, a grocery store. Um, you're doing some good so, stuff with your downtown. You've cleared some space that had some older, not-so-good-looking buildings. I think there's some opportunity there. Yeah, we we have a, a, a development company, Land and Label, plans on putting up a 78-unit and uh, some retail on Packard and Layton, which was the old DeSalvo's, which you would have known. Oh, yeah. Um, the same company is trying to put up a 60,000-square-foot uh like light manufacturing building at uh, the former Southwoods on Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge we see developers running into is the interest rates. Um, it's it's making or breaking some deals. I think we just saw that in Greenfield um, at their 84th and Layton. Um, so that's a challenge. So we, we're working to try to, you know, these developers want help from the city to make their numbers come out because the interest rates are just, you know, breaking their deals. So, um, we're looking at that and trying to do what we can do on our end to uh, make sure that we did our due diligence and and we can make some of this uh, development happen. Somebody asked how many people live in Cudahy. Do you know? So, uh, a little over 18,000. So not, not a tiny town. It's got a yeah. lot going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mayor Tom Pavlik, always great to chat with you. We'll do it again down the road. Good luck on some of those development opportunities. 
Thank you. And uh, I just wanted to do one shout out to our, uh, we had a fire at Washington Square this past Tuesday night, yep. former Washington School. I want to thank all of our city departments, uh, the, the other de- fire departments, South Milwaukee, St. Francis, Oak Creek, Milwaukee, Greenfield. Our whole um, city staff was involved in relocating people from Washington Square to our library. A Red Cross to a, a shout out. So thank you. No one was hurt. So we appreciate all the help we got. Yeah, well said. Always great to talk to you, Mayor Tom Pavlik. We'll, uh, as I said, we'll do it again down the road. All righty. Thanks. Have a good day. All right. Mayor to mayor on this Thursday. We're going to bring that back every week. Probably on Thursdays. Thursday seems like a good day for that. The week's winding down. We're seeing what these folks are up to, see what the, the week of news has done in their city. I mean, he had a major fire this week. Yeah, I think I think that's a good... I'll make that executive decision right now, Yeah, every Thursday. Oh, so you come in for one show, and also you're, you're changing the whole show? I'm like Michael Jordan. I'm back. <laughs> you recognize that voice out there? Big-time sports guy, Brandon Snide, now producing this show. I think he wants back in. You want back in, right? Of course. Yeah, I figured you did. You're jealous. <laughs> you're jealous of the Charlie producing role now. Eh, things change. Everybody's, it, it's always about coming back, right? What do they say in Godfather 3? They suck me back in. Michael Corleone. All right, we'll take a break. Lots more to get to. I got a giveaway to, to do. We got tons of stuff on this Thursday. Join us. Still some Trump conversation going on. Look, let me just say this before I go to break. I understand that people like Donald Trump. That's why we talk about him. He just won a, a caucus in Iowa, the first race of 2024. You can't ignore the story, but you also can't ignore all the other stuff. We're a news station. That's what we do. Just because you don't like the news doesn't mean we ignore it. My take. What's yours? 855-616-1620. WTMJ talking text line wide open. Thanks for tuning in on this Thursday edition. WTMJ now. I'm Steve Kitty, your host. Also host of the Decision Wisconsin podcast. A lot of people tell me they checked it out and they loved it. So I want you to be one of those people. You go to WTMJ.com or wherever you get your podcast. Put in WTMJ, Decision Wisconsin, and it takes you there. I do two a week. I record Monday and Wednesday for Tuesday and Thursday. We drop them. And this week, great, great conversation with Charles Franklin on uh, Monday that we uh, dropped on Tuesday about... uh, we start with caucuses and then the polling in 2024, what that's going to look like, challenges for pollsters. And then with, uh, I called them legends at the beginning of the podcast, Charles Benson from TMJ4. He's their chief political reporter. Uh, he's one of the best in the states, maybe the country, at what he does. I think he said he went to 10 political conventions. I mean, just that experience means he's uh, ahead of the game when it comes to reporting on the political process in this country. And then on the other side of things, from the business perspective, the editor of the Milwaukee Business Journal, Mark Cass, who is not only smart and his publication does a fantastic job uh, scooping a lot of other publications, to be honest. Uh, he's funny and fun and informative. So uh, if you want to check that out, it's like a 20-minute conversation, which I, I make them short on purpose. No commercials. Just get to it. We'll have a little bit of fun, but we're going to get to the point. What's the RNC going to look like this year? What's the challenges in politics as we go forward. So uh, check out the latest edition, which dropped this morning, of the Decision Wisconsin podcast on WTMJ. Uh, a little cleanup on the last topic. Look, I understand that some people think I'm attacking Donald Trump. I'm telling you the facts of what are what is happening in the country we live in. I'm not telling you can't vote for him. You do what you want. That's the great country we live in. Well, you don't get to deny the things that are happening around that candidate's. 
Joe Biden, you don't get to deny everything that's happening with him. His his um, detachment on occasion from what everyone else is observing in a room. He seems a little detached. Maybe it's old age. Maybe it's something else. His inability, and I'm going to get to this in the 10 o'clock hour because it's really important, to solve the border crisis. Inability. Now, you ignored it for three years. Now you're paying attention, and now you're mad because Republicans aren't going to play ball with you, which we'll get to in a second, as I said. But you don't get to take three years off from that issue, and then we face even greater challenges at the border. None of these people are perfect, folks. Don't think any of them are. Nikki Haley has faults. Ron DeSantis has faults. Joe Biden has faults. And certainly Donald Trump has faults. We get to make a decision on who we vote for. We should be better informed when we make that decision. And people were mad that I played the uh, Kane Mutiny Humphrey Bogart clip. There's a point when I listen to the former president speak. That's what brought that clip to mind. Crazy's crazy. And to go off on tangents that have nothing to do with what you're really there for, which is running the country, either as a uh, president in office or a candidate for president, don't waste our time with nonsense. And uh, the belittling of opponents, the nick, the nicknames, the name-calling, frankly, profanity now in, in, is common now in these rallies. I don't need it. I don't want that in a president. It's unpresidential. My opinion. What's yours? 855-616-1620. The WTMJ talk and text line. Open for business. One of the things I pride myself on on this show is to bring on experts that May have a different opinion. I, I have no problem with that. Unlike a lot of other shows, I actually like the diversity of opinion on, on, on some of the big issues of the day. So I'm perusing my social media during the break, and my friend Rick Essenberg, who, is, who leads one of the most conservative organizations in the state, the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, smart guy, brilliant guy, attorney, argued cases in front of the Wisconsin Supreme Court, uh, thoughtful, just a generally nice human being. You, you don't have to agree with his politics, or his, I should say his ideology, but... I respect him. So I read, I'm read. i going to read a couple of his uh, responses. On, this, is, this is on X. Uh, this one, I think, is to what we were just talking about. And it's a fair assessment, I think. I've, this is his words, quoting, I think Trump's post-election conduct was probably protected speech. And, of course, the president should have a fairly broad immunity. But that immunity has to be qualified. That is not a concept that is foreign to the law or that courts don't know how to handle. And then he responds to a tweet by Noah Rothman, who is a senior writer for National Review, also a conservative publication. And Noah writes this, and then I'll give you Rick's response. Noah says from his ex post, You're going to have to wake up every morning and drag yourselves to your desk, lectern, studio. And explain why the demented rant you only just woke up to is a work of genius, wholly righteous, and also not nearly as bad as what Democrats said or did. No wonder everyone is retiring. And then Rick responds, here's what's waiting for you, GOP. And I'll, I'll end it with this. We're going to move on to this border question because this is the insanity of politics. And I'm going to show you and demonstrate to you clearly why this makes zero sense. And we, you all know what I'm talking about. We'll, we'll get to it after the top of the hour news. I'll leave you with this. We're all going to be asked to vote this year in the primaries and in the general election for president. Make those decisions wisely. My opinion, 
I don't want to wake up with temper tantrums, lunacy, crazy, loony tunes stuff every morning. It's not what I want to wake up to. You may want that. You may say, ah, it's just tweets. I don't care. It's more than that. I also don't want, and I'm really clear about this, and this is projecting and speculation at this point. I don't want a president, even a presidential candidate, and I won't vote for one that falls under this umbrella, who's a convicted felon. Not going to happen. The insanity of that argument to not only nominate, but elect a convicted felon is against every principle of the country we live in. And if you can't understand that, go back and read the Constitution. Good morning, Wisconsin. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line at 855-616-1620. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. Oh, you bet it is. Let me give you some numbers to start this conversation. Start of the Biden administration enforcement actions at the southern border of Mexico. A little over 600,000, close to 650. Next full year under Biden, 1.9 million. Year after that, 2.7. 2023, 3.2 million. Enforcement actions at the border. That's the statistical definition of not doing your job at the border. You can't handle the truth. How hard is this for the administration to not realize this is not under control, it's not uh, getting better, there needs to be some enforcements, funding, all of that. So that's, that's the reality. Those are numbers. Just gave them to you. Enforcement actions, which is really measuring all of those interactions between people coming across that border illegally and our Border Patrol agents. People tasked with controlling that border. And they would argue, if you listen to the reporting, understaffed, overworked, underfunded, under-resourced, and it never changed. Big question. Why is this? Why do we allow this? You've heard me talk about this before. Both sides, both sides, use it as a political pawn. Why do I say that? Why is Steve saying that today? You just mentioned how bad it was under Biden. Well, there's been recent efforts, frankly, three years too late, and I'll blow up the president on that one as well, way too late, to do something about it. Border legislation, communication, a big meeting at the the White House yesterday, Speaker Johnson, Mitch McConnell, Schumer, President of the United States, Joe Biden, his staff, administration, talking a good game, you know, we can get to this deal, Senate seems like they've got something figured out. And then I look at the two Johnsons, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, Speaker Mike Johnson from Louisiana. They have no interest in in having a deal at all. Senator Ron Johnson cites the election, the living election. That's what the election's for in 2024. So we're literally going to sit here in January of 2024 when a potential deal has been Sort of cobbled together. It might not be perfect. It's something, right? I gave you the numbers. It's more than quadrupled in four years. That's not a good trend. So Senator Johnson says, I'm not, not really interested. 
and looks at this as something other than what he would say is worth the effort. And he here's a direct quote from Senator Ron Johnson. Pretty well leading the efforts to slow this process down. And Johnson's part of the Homeland Security Committee, so he's involved in this, obviously. He's talking about the border security deal. Pretty well leading the efforts to slow this process down. Which uh, takes us to Speaker Mike Johnson, who has been engaged in these conversations with the president. I would say they're not in good faith because this is what he said after. It's a complex issue. I don't think now is the time for comprehensive immigration reform because we know how complicated that is. You think? You think? You think after three decades we might be able to uncomplicate it and get to some solutions because it shouldn't quadruple within one term of a president? So ideas out there, as I said, cobbling together some thoughts, maybe some funding, maybe some policies, stay in Mexico might be a good idea, something that the uh, the Trump administration did enforce, not perfectly, but they did enforce it. Remain in Mexico might be the official term for that. And a lot of hardline stances, right? And the, the crazy part is, because this is how government works now, because that's not achievable, everything else, funding for Israel, funding for Ukraine, that all sits because they can't get along. 855-616-1620 is the uh, WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Tom joins us. Hey, Tom. Hey, good morning. How are y'all doing? I'm good. Um, you know, it, it's perplexing to me why we hear nothing of the northern border. Um, it's perplexing to me why we are surprised that a bunch of people are knocking on our door when half the political aisle has been running around for three years saying the doors are wide open. Um, I don't know if that's contributed at all. Um, I think that the Republicans want the cheap labor and the Democrats want to kiss everybody on the lips and we're the ones that get to pay for it all. <laughs> and these people are being exploited. These people are being exploited three ways till Tuesday. And, um, again, the border has never been open. The border's never been open. I know people that work there. It's never been wide open. Yeah, and, yeah uh, we have 3.2 million enforcement actions last year. What's the, what's the president to do that Congress can't? I mean, if this is Congress's purview, right? Why don't they get off their asses, pardon my language, and get something done that's meaningful? Because, again... We appreciate the diversity. We appreciate all the egg health, particularly here in Wisconsin. It's 60, 70% of our egg labor done here um, by undocumented people. Um, why, why don't we make it easier? Why don't they just knuckle down and stop going out dining for dollars for a few weeks and get it done? Let me answer the question, Tom. Thanks for the call. It's made some interesting points there. I would argue the northern border uh, doesn't have the traffic. The southern border is. But to the point, why don't we have a deal? Because they're not interested in a deal. I just gave you the, the evidence. They don't care. It's, it's politics. It's pure politics. It's nonsense. It's not looking for a solution. It's looking for a political talking point. Republicans now see this as an opportunity. Why would we give Joe Biden, current president, a win on, on the border policy, immigration, when we don't have to? We can use that in the run-up to the presidential election in November. And Biden's sitting there thinking, boy, I wish I would have, this is me thinking for him. Maybe I shouldn't do that. God, I wish I would have done this last year. Maybe this wouldn't be a talking point anymore. Well, good thoughts, but here we are. Earl joins us from the northwest side. Earl, welcome. You know, Mitch McConnell, of all people, said that what is taking place and what the Republicans are doing right now is 
is horrible. Mitch McConnell, because to, to say that the Democrats and Joe Biden aren't doing the things that they need to, the Democrats have been willing to compromise because they know that the Republicans have tied into funding for Ukraine, for uh, Israel, and also funding for the borders, $14 billion. Uh, all they connected, interconnected all of those things. Correct. And so they clearly have stated that they don't want to give Joe Biden a win. So I don't want to hear Republicans whining and crying about the border and those people coming in and what they're doing when when their representatives clearly some of their representatives are saying we don't want to give him a win so so in other words to be damned the american people and what they're dealing with because as you stated this is pure politics so what do we since you're a smart guy earl what do we as american citizens and voters who have watched this issue simmer for decades now, now generations really what do we do about it? Well, the only thing you can do is your representative, who is supposed to represent you and I in a representative government, you need to be contacting them and telling them enough already. Okay? If you don't do the bidding of those of us who have elected you, then then we need to have you gone and banished. Thanks for the call, Earl. I, I knew Earl was going to get to that. that. That's really the answer, folks. We have a generation of people, maybe two now, who just love the game of politics. They love the name-calling. They love the squawking. They love the shows that do that. So I, hopefully I don't, I don't have a show like that, but you know, maybe I, occasionally I dip my toe into that just because a point has to be made. That's what we are now. Everybody's a political expert. Just walk into a local bar, restaurant. Everybody's an expert on everything. They've figured out... Uh, you know, all the health challenges in the country, COVID, any pandemic, they've figured out, uh, you know, the complexity of uh, race in our country. They've, they've figured out edu- the educational system. They've figured out how cities and governments should run, all from the perspective of their couch or their chair in their living room. Oh, by the way, without ever having taken a class or any real-life experience in the area that they're not proficient and experts at. Makes you think. Quick break here. You can join the conversation, 855-616-1620, the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Ripping through this Thursday. I don't even told you the surprise stuff. 1030? Rose Gray, hello, in studio. Are you kidding me? How is this possible in this world we live in that Rose Gray is going to be in studio? But yet you're here on Saturdays. She's going to be in studio with me. We're going to talk travel and our, our great trip to Germany coming up this summer. All right, so. I know Kurt's on the line. Got a lot of text on this. Here's my point. So I'll clarify my points. This is a decades-old problem on the border. We've had Republican administrations. We've we've had Democratic administrations. We've had the back and forth. We've had attempts to fix. Donald Trump certainly did some of that. Wall, uh, wall creation, uh, stay in Mexico policy, remain in Mexico policy. Some efforts were made. I would argue he dropped the ball when he separated families, and that's sort of where it blew up. And then after that, nothing got done. Joe Biden, I gave you the numbers, 600,000 when he started last year, 3.2 million people, enforcement actions at the southern border. That's, that's not in dispute. That's the reality of the situation on the ground. That's not my opinion. That's what the numbers say. 
Anybody think that's a good idea? No. The answer is no. I answered for you. So we have a current situation where we are now, what, 10 months away from the election, roughly? We've had conversations, including in the White House yesterday, President Joe Biden, leadership in the Senate, leadership in the House. A lot of nice talking points, press conferences, statements, tweets, posts, all of that. What do you think the odds are of getting something done? The odds are zero. I'll I'll answer my own question again. They will not happen because now we are too close to the election, supposedly, to get any meaningful legislation passed that would actually fix. What fixes it, somebody asked me. Well, it starts with dollars. More Border Patrol agents. Yes, some wall construction. Because generally these, these folks aren't crossing at the designated spots to cross that border. They're crossing areas where that aren't designated, that are remote, hard to enforce. Does a wall look great in a beautiful, beautiful vista of southern United States and Mexico? Hell no, but walls exist for a reason. You want to see walls that work? Go to Israel. The walls around Israel or Yemen. They have real walls that work. They're ugly, but they work. My point in all of this is, We have to start figuring these things out. If we don't do that, we're just going to be talking about it. It becomes a political talking point and doesn't accomplish anything. And ultimately, it's about us making a decision. All right, Kurt from Milwaukee. Welcome to the show, Kurt. Happy Thursday. Thank you, Steve, for taking my call. Absolutely. I just wanted to comment. I think think you have become a talking head, but in a good way. I enjoy your show. Thank you. I, uh, I I think everything that's going on at the border right now is just giving nothing but ammunition for... Donald Trump. The majority of this country is fed up with what's going on down there, and this is going to do nothing but boost Donald Trump. Could you imagine what this country would do right now if somebody started amassing troops at the border? Do you think they could make a policy or do something about it then? What what does it take to get something done down there except somebody like Donald Trump, who's going to run on that fact? There's no doubt. Thanks for the call, Kurt. There's no doubt that that's the strategy here, because when you hear Ron Johnson or Speaker Mike Johnson from the House say that we're not going to give Biden a win on this, clearly, and I know Mike Johnson said it last night on the stations I was watching, he's talking to candidate Donald Trump, former president, who's advising him on this issue. And And the basic request asked from Donald Trump, former president, is don't play, don't play ball. So we are going to sit here for the next 10 months Probably longer than that because there's always the uh, you know the transitional period between either the second term of Joe Biden or the next term of Donald Trump where we're we're not getting anything accomplished. Everybody's wondering what's going to happen next, and there we are. That's the status quo. I'm saying the status quo is not acceptable and hasn't been for 30 years, and it, and it's not one side. That's the point I'm trying to make. Democrats have flipped on this. Republicans have flipped on it. The answer for Americans, my opinion. Secure the border, however that has to happen, whether it's troops, whether it's wall, more agents, more resources, more enforcement, that's the starting point. And that is a point that Speaker Mike Johnson has been making. That's important. Will that happen? Probably not. Richard joins us on the phone. Hey, Richard. Hey, Steve. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, I... What's going to happen since Ron Johnson in the Senate, Mike Johnson in the House, you know, and all the Republican hardliners and Trumpies want to wait till after the election because they don't want Biden getting credit? What's going to happen if a Democrat wins the election there? Are they going to 
then all of a sudden, oops, now we got to do something, kick the can down the road. They're going to wait four more years. I mean, what's the deal? You know, I mean, Yeah, with the house? Go ahead. Finish your thought. Aside, I'm sorry, but I, I, I saw a clip. You know, Mike Johnson is supposedly a terribly, terribly religious person, and he was asked, well, what about, uh, is it, was it God's will that Biden's doing what he's doing? And Johnson said, well, yeah, I guess it must be God's will. So I guess Trump wouldn't like that too much. But All right, I, thanks, thanks for the call. Look, I'm trying to depoliticize a very political situation. If it was easy, we would have done it 30 years ago. It's not easy. None of this stuff's easy. Other countries involved. There's always the challenge when you talk about undocuments, illegals, whatever term you use. They are filling the job roles in areas like agriculture, roofing, construction. And this idea that we're going to take 12 million people and then push them out of the country in a month in uh, 2025, not going to happen. It's unrealistic. It would, it would devastate some large pieces of our economy. It's a good talking point. It works for elections and electioneering, but not going to happen. All right. We're going to have a fun conversation in the next few minutes. We're going to be joined by the one, the only, the host of the Saturday program. That just Everybody loves this show. Everybody I talk to. Rose Gray, answering all your travel questions. We're going to focus today on a couple things. One is our great German grandeur trip coming up in July. Unbelievable. There's still spots available. So you have the opportunity. We'll tell you about that. We'll see what else is on Rose's mind. Always fun to have her in studio. I was surprised. I thought she'd be on the phone today. So all of that's fun. Fox World Travel's Rose Gray after this. Always a treat. Is this your favorite song? It is my favorite song. You recognize that voice? Rose Gray, Fox World Travel. Why is this your favorite song? Because when I went to Marquette University, the ending of the night at Meat Market. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, I, I worked there and I played there. You worked there? I did. Mm. And so at the end of the night, we would always play Stairway to Heaven before we closed the bar. It is a great song. Yeah. yeah it's, and it holds up, I don't know how many years ago. That's a long time. Okay, I was in college in 1972, so. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you recognize that voice, of course, uh, host of the Fox World Travel Show on Saturday mornings. We're here to talk about a couple of things. One, uh, we still, unbelievably, still have a couple open spots left for our German grandeur trip coming up in July. Munich, starting Munich, two yeah. days there. Yeah, it's going to be great. And I, what I love about that concept is we don't get right on the ship and get going. I like that we have a little downtime there, and I call it downtime, but it's not going to be downtime because we're going to go to some beer gardens and we're going to go to Neuschwanstein Castle. If you've never been there, that is the inspiration that Walt Disney had for his Cinderella Castle. I've never been to, I've, I've been to the airport at Munich, but never been to the city. What What is it about Munich that stands it, out? I think just the the softness. So that that is the beginning of of Bavaria. That's Bavaria in my mind. And um, I, don't get me wrong. I love all things German. I love all things food and culture and drink that has to do with Germany. <laughs> but um, Munich begins the softening of Bavaria and the people are nice and kind and dirndl skirts and lederhosen and beer and camaraderie and all of that. So that's the exciting part to me. And then we get on the beautiful Avalon Passion and and start sailing down the river. And you and we travel to the bergs, as you said. We do, and that's another reason I love this. It's a mashup, if you will, of the Rhine, the Mine, and the Danube. Not in that order. It's actually the Danube, the Mine, and the and the Rhine. Hmm. So we get a little bit of, of of all three of those rivers 
And again, it's just unique. We do have a beer expert, but I don't want that to discourage people from going if they don't like beer. Plenty of wine to drink. Plenty of wine to drink. <laughs> or whatever you want to drink. Well, exactly. Lots it's, 12, of it's a 12-day trip. It's a 12-day yeah, trip. so long. It, and you know, the last time I was on, Steve, I got three emails from people saying you never said the dates. So it's July 16th. That's the the beginning of right, the trip. Right. So we overnight flight from Chicago to Munich. If you want to go ahead and take the... Um, uh, transportation to the airport you can if you want to take our air that's included you can if you want to do something else you know we make it so easy we for had some you. of that on our tuscany trip some people did their own travel some did it with us it, it works both ways we all kind of meet at the, at, at one point this is basically taking the second half of july and spending it in a bu- most one of the most beautiful parts of europe absolutely and so uh the reason that St- steve and i had every intention of talking to people on saturday night yes when we were going to be at the Bavarian Beer House, mm-hmm. apropos, but there, a Packer game got in the way of that. Yeah, so we rescheduled <laughs> to the following Friday at Bavarian Beer House. i got to call those folks because I, I don't think they're prepared for the onslaught of people. So we can talk about this trip, although I would encourage you, you probably should sign up now because the cabins get removed from our... our our block, yeah, and then we can get them back. Yes. It's not like we can't, yes. but why would you gamble when we've got the wherewithal to have them right now? We've got them in inventory. We own them. We have them, and we'll have to give them back at the end of this week. So. And somebody asked me on the last time you were on after an email, and you can email me at steve.scafidi at wtmg.com, why is it cool to travel with you or any of the, the, the hosts that do trip? It's just a different experience, and, and I really make it. We make it our own. We do. We, we have fun. We do fun stuff. Right. And again, it's not being led around by the nose and it's not we have to hold hands and do absolutely everything together. But you'll want to because Steve is funny. Kathy reigns him in periodically. So if he gets out of hand, we're <laughs> Why did good you have there. to say that, Rose Gray? <laughs> we're good there. And um, we try again. I always use a phrase my father told me many, many years ago on his first group experience. Within the structure lies the freedom. We, we've created this amazing trip for you. Do what you want, especially when you're on a river cruise. You want to get off the ship and do the excursions that are included? Go ahead. If you don't, sleep in. I've been on a bunch of river uh, trips, river cruises. Um, for the folks who haven't experienced that, just describe it a little bit. Yeah, so basically you're sailing during the night. Now, there will be a couple instances when we're on the Rhine River where we want to be seeing the castles along the Rhine, so that'll happen. But most of the time you're sailing during the night, you wake up in the morning and you are in a new port. You get up, you have a lovely breakfast, and then you go off in groups of 20 or less with a knowledgeable local host. They're either historians or artists or teachers or they had another life at one point in time. And then they take us around and there are walking tours. And I also want to include that they do offer gentle walking tours. Mm-hmm. Mobility is a problem. We, we got you covered. And then they also will give you some opportunities to do additional things that you pay for. But there's always at least one included excursion. And again, if you decide that, you know what, walking around looking at Castles isn't exactly what I want to do today. I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to stay on the ship. Or how about this? I'm going to go in town myself. Mm-hmm. And then when the morning tour is over, they say goodbye, everybody. I will be walking back to the ship for those of you who'd like to go back. But for those of you who'd like to stay, your ship is right there. And they point to the river. All right. So the dates, again, July 16th is when we leave. Right. Munich, starts in Munich, ends up in uh, Basel, Switzerland. But there's a lot in between those two things. Um, for folks who want to sign up, Register today. How right. do they do it easily? Best thing to do is just 866-GO-FOX-GO. Talk to a human being. This is a trip where you need to have somebody talk to you. If that 
doesn't sound like something you want to do or you're at work and you can't make the call, on our website, foxworldtravel.com, you will find, contact us, fill out that form. They sort through those on a daily basis. They assign those to somebody who has got the bandwidth at the time to handle it and the knowledge. And I will tell you, all of our uh, advisors are very river cruise savvy. They can help you with this. And I will tell you, having done these things in other parts of Europe, it is the best way to see the countryside, see the small cities as well as the big stops, that you're, you're, you know, starting in Munich, which is a big place. But you get to see what these countries are really like. You get to see the pastures and the fields and the old homes and the neighborhoods. As you're traveling through these areas, it's, it's absolutely breathtaking. And, and it's relaxed. Relaxed. And it's just one packing. Now, we are doing the Munich thing, so we'll be packing and unpacking twice. But at, I have to tell you, the service on these ships, remarkable. I had a lady one time. We were in France. She said, oh, I've always heard about the white asparagus. They said, ma'am, we're, it's out of season. And she was like, oh, I'm so disappointed. No lie. The chef went into town, and he had other things to do as well, found a teeny-weeny little bundle of white asparagus and <laughs> presented it to her at dinner. The the food on these things is is amazing. I don't think people realize it. we're all kind of used to our own thing at home, right? We we have our favorite dishes. We go to our favorite restaurants. You are getting an amazing gourmet meal several times a day if you want it. But when they lay out the dinners, it is unbelievable. These are world class chefs. These are world class chefs who are are using farm to table type product because th- these ships are small. They can't load up on a week's worth of food. They are getting food as we move along the rivers. So join us. Can you hang around for one more second? Absolutely. All right, Rose Gray, Fox World Travel Show on Saturday mornings. Anything to do with travel. Trust me, Fox World Travel is the way to go. They they were both lifesavers <laughs> and the creator of one of the most unique experiences I've ever, and I've been to Italy before, our last Tuscany trip, it blew everybody out of the water. It was that cool. This group is so tight, and you can actually meet some of them if you join us next Friday. We'll talk about that with Rose Gray, Fox World Travel, after this. Always a treat to have Rose Gray from Fox World Travel Show Saturday mornings here on WTNJ in studio. And we're talking about our German grandeur trip. We've both been highlighting the fact that it's it's basically the second half of July. We're going to be traveling around Germany, starting in Munich, ending in Basel, Switzerland. But all through that, all the Bergs, the Frankfurts, the Bambergs, uh, is it Rudesheim? Rotenburg, yes. where they have the most amazing smoky beer you've ever had. I've had smoky beer. Oh I actually gosh. like it. So I yeah. went and I smelled it and I thought, ew. No. And then I tasted it mm-hmm. and went, oh. How many things could you say about There's things that we always say, mm, and then you try them, they're good. Yeah, and that smoky beer, smoky Rausch beer. That, mm. That's travel in a nutshell. People say, I don't like to travel. Try it. You might actually enjoy it. I've talked to so many people that they took their first trip. Now they're like five or six in. Exactly. And this is a great opportunity for you to experiencing uh, river cruising if you've never done it before because it's got everything you could possibly want. And hang with us. And hang with us. People from the last trip, they still want to hang with us because we're doing it next Friday at the Bavarian Beer House at 6 p.m. Right. So uh, and we're, invited, we're, we're opening up to everybody. It's yep. not... Good Karma Brands, WTMJ, or Fox World Travel sanctioned. We we want to put that out. We're just showing Steve, up. Stephen and, and Kathy are just going to hang, hang out. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this trip, but I encourage you, and I'm going to have Rose give out the number again, because this is the time to sign up. We don't have a lot of time. We want to get everybody set. we got to start making all the reservations and all that stuff, whatever has to be done, the logistics that Fox World Travel does so well, Fox World Travel. But we're going to talk about that. So the number that people can call right now and sign up. Yep, it's 866-GO-FOX-GO, and that will be answered between now and 5 p.m. They're there. They're, our offices are all open, but it, why not just get that phone call placed and get the conversation started? And also, I'm looking at the site right now. If you go to foxroadtravel.com, group tours, German grandeur is one of the uh, the options. You can click on it. All the details, the route, where we're going, 
things that we're going to see, some of the cool experiences the beer experts mentioned, the Avalon Passions, the, that experience, which is going to be breathtaking and awesome. It's all right there for you. But call that number. I want you to sign up as soon as possible. If, you, if you're thinking about it, but you're not sure, we will be at the Bavarian Beer House next Friday night. Um, a week from tomorrow. Yeah, a week from tomorrow. Um, we had the Packers conflict, so we, we straightened that out. Um, we'll answer questions about that. Travel in general, Fox World Travel questions if you want, questions about the show. It's kind of a get-together for some of our Tuscany travelers. <laughs> this is one of the most amazing. We went through so much together, Rose. We, we bonded. Yes. We bonded over our trials and tribulations, which now you look back on it and you think, oh, big deal. No big deal, but it was a big deal when it happened. So I've, I've taken a lot of trips, and it was by far the most fun we've ever had. My wife, I had my two sister-in-laws who were, frankly, driving me nuts. It was like three against one all the time, Rose, and I, I think you contributed to that a little bit. A little bit. Yes. I was encouraging them that, but <laughs> right. hey, if you, can't, if, you can't, if you can't gang up on Steve Scafidi, who can you gang up on? And just a snippet of, of the fun we had, we went to one of these uh, farm-to-table. I think it was, this was the one with the uh, the vineyards and all that stuff. At the end of the night, we had so much wine, we were singing songs on the bus ride home, and we continued that as we got to the hotel, and that party went on for a while. Well, and that bus driver was actually the driving force behind <laughs> yes. all of that, pun intended, because he had the best music on the bus. Sweet Caroline. Oh. I, I still have the, the audio on my phone. I don't, don't dare me to play that. So you can meet us, Rose Gray and myself, next Friday at the Bavarian Beer House. I, I wanted to, we've got a couple minutes um, other things that Fox World Travel is featuring right now. I know it's you're already looking at next year. We, we are looking at next year. Well, as you can imagine, on Monday we were a little busy with how can I get to San Francisco. Yeah. And uh, I was on a couple news stations in Green Bay answering that question. And yes, it can be done. And we always caution people if you are going to do something like that, please make sure that you get your ticket from a reliable source. We talk about Ticket King and we talk about Events USA and that kind of a thing. But right now, before I actually came and asked our group team, hey, by the way, I'm go- going on with Scafidi guys, when are those cabins going to be recalled by Avalon? And they answered my question. They said, well, we just came out of a meeting and we're vetting our 2025 program. So we, we're, we've got stuff going on right now. Uh, Hawaii went up for sale for 2025. I heard that on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. That thing, oh, those, that's two different trips, three island, four island, always sell out. I will take a trip with Fox to Hawaii. That's my last remaining state to visit. Okay. Yeah. Then I think we should put that right out there. That's, that's going to be, that's, that's going to, I already talked to the wife. We're going to, my wife Kathy says that's a good thing. Okay. Um, I got a quick question from the text line. So yeah. it, it's really relatable. Uh, going to the, I think it's the Valentine in Riviera Maya in two weeks. Never been to Mexico wondering what it's like. Okay. That's one of my favorite resorts. It, the high end customer service that they're going to get is going to blow them away. It is an all inclusive and sometimes that does scare people. I would call what we're doing kind of an all inclusive. Sure. But that doesn't mean you can't go off-site. Why would that scare people? Well, because they feel like they're confined and, oh my gosh, I'm going to be eating the same regurgitated food no, over and over again. No, no. Nothing like that. You could you could eat a different thing every meal. And, and Literally. Val- and Valentine has so many a la carte restaurants that they can choose from they're going to be fine. But It's one of those places where it's like it's like a dream, right? It is a they dream. They take care of all of your needs. It's always gorgeous out. That, that stuff. Yep, 100%. So I just encourage anybody to listen on Saturday mornings. I love getting texts, but I even love getting calls more. Uh, if you want to get more informed about German grandeur with Steve Scafidi, two nights in Munich, and then we'd sail on the beautiful Avalon Passion, the thing to do is call 866-GO-FOX-GO. Get that conversation started, because by the end of this week, we have to give back the few cabins that we do have left. And then if you want to still go, that doesn't mean we can't get them back, but why take the chance? Let's fill it up. Let's make it a party, just like Tuscany was. It was incredible. I mix in the fun stuff. We do an Ask Steve Anything. We have trivia contests. Rose and I just <laughs> goof it around. Yeah. Occasionally drinking 
together. That's right. And, and, yeah. and again, we are trying to let everybody know there will be a beer enthusiast on this ship. That's kind of the theme of the cruise. But that doesn't mean if you don't like beer, you can't go. Absolutely. One, number one more time. 866-GO-FOX-GO. They're there till 5. They want to talk to you. Yeah, basically almost two weeks. We leave July 16th. You want to be on this. You want to be on this wall. You want to be on this trip. You absolutely do because um, we never know what's going to happen in this lifetime. So let's just go ahead and take advantage of all travel opportunities presented. Dare I say trip of a lifetime. Trip of a lifetime. Thank you, Rose Gray. My pleasure. All right, here on Saturday mornings right here on WTMJ Fox World Travel Show. All right, we have a giveaway coming up, so get your uh, phones ready. Uh, That's going to be a boat show four-pack, so uh, don't start calling yet because I will disqualify you if you call early. Wait Wait till the break, then call. We'll do that next. I was just talking about the call with uh, UniversalWindowsDirect.com. Um, the Milwaukee Boat Show's coming, so we're going to look ahead to when it's not cold and not snowy and icy. The Milwaukee Boat Show's coming to the Expo Center at State Fair Park in West Dallas from January 19th to the 22nd and the 24th to the 28th. So two runs there. You can see Skipper Bud Showcase, the famous Skipper Bud Showcase, where you can also enter to win an HO Sports Hawaii inflatable dock. If that floats your boats... Uh, yeah, I said it on purpose. They've got more news for you. or giving away a four-pack of tickets to the Milwaukee Boat Show all this week. After today, just one more chance to win. So I'm going to go with caller number eight today, the snowman, since it's snowy out. Uh, caller number eight to 855-616-1620 will win a four-pack of tickets to the Milwaukee Boat Show. I've been to the boat show. It is one of the best ones in the country, and it's right here at the... Uh, Beautiful State Fair Park West Dallas Expo Center, which hosts a lot of great events, trust me. Um, good luck to caller number eight. It is a very fun event, and it's a great way to get out of the doldrums of winter and uh, think about the summer. So congrats to caller number eight. We'll do it one more time, probably in the 11 o'clock hour tomorrow, just to mix it up a little bit. Somebody asked me in the text line, and I want to answer the question. And I, I, I asked Rose this question. Why should we go on a, on a listener trip? This is the way I do it. I don't know what everybody else does. I'm sure they're, they're fun, too. I, I'm all in. I don't see you for a half hour in, you know, at the, uh, the meet and greet or whatever, and then I'm done seeing you. I'm with you all day. I go on the trips with you. We eat lunch together, dinner together if you want. Whatever you want, I do. We mix in some of the fun stuff that I like to do on the show, Ask Steve Anything. Um, we did a trivia contest last time that was a lot of fun, and the winner got a, a, a lunch with me. Uh, she brought her husband. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We we ate at the uh, Water Street Brewery in Oak Creek, actually, because she was uh, from the uh, the area. Um, that's part of the experience for me. My wife, Kathy, will be along as well. Um, it is a great way to connect. You can ask questions about the show. We can talk about politics if you want to, or none of that. But while we're doing that, we're going to be seeing some of the most incredible sights in Germany. We touch France for a little bit, and then we end up in Basel, Switzerland. So, I mean, the scenery is incredible. The company is going to be great. And I, uh, I mentioned our uh, gathering next Friday, a week from tomorrow, at the Bavarian Beer House at 6 p.m. And they don't know we're coming. We're just going to informally meet. And if you have questions about the trip, I encourage you to reach out to Fox now, though, because there's only a few cabins left, and we want to finish that process so the planning can go to the next step, getting our flights and all that stuff. So we had a, a bunch of people sign up last time with Rose on. We'll probably have the same thing happen today, and then we should be good. So I want to have this experience with you. We will make it a lot of fun. Just traveling with Rose is a treat. Trust me. Um, and she's like me. We're, we're all in. We don't hide. We don't stay in our cabins. We are all in. We do all the fun stuff that you want to do. And we kind of let you lead the way. 
I ended up uh, walking around with my friend Jeff from Tuscany. We went downtown in uh, Montecatini. We had a couple beers at a local bar. We were chasing, actually, we were chasing cigars, which is for me. Um, we did that. Uh, we, had, we had dinner with some of the folks. Um, whatever you want to do, we'll do. I can answer all the questions. I'm always the last person at the bar, whether I'm drinking or not, just to kind of hang out with you. Had some great conversations with Tom and, and a lot of the other folks, Mike, uh, Sandy. Sandy from uh, Plover, Wisconsin. She always says Stevens Point. Um, so that's part of the experience. So I encourage you to sign up today. It is a trip of a lifetime, as we said. And if you go to foxworldtravel.com, group tours, it's listed under my name, uh, hosted by me, German Grandeur, G-R-A-N-D-E-U-R. So it's a really a fun, fun trip. Uh, basically the whole second half of July, leaving July 16th. So it's almost two weeks. Big trip, big fun Let's do it together. All right. Lots coming up at the 11 o'clock hour. We'll uh, start that journey, 11 o'clock hour journey. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. Welcome to the Thursday show. Yes, we're going to have some fun this Hour, remaining hour of the program before we hand it off to Tracy Wagner. Putting a conversation, we've got, we've got to do our Packers here today. Kyle Wallace will join us in a few minutes in studio, talking about the, the Packers 49ers. We've done uh, Packers pregame together, so he, he's always a, a great conversation. But um, we've we've kind of tweaked the uh, Mineshaft restaurant giveaway. So every Thursday, oh, by the way, if you go to the Mineshaft restaurant in beautiful downtown Hartford, Buy one pizza, get one free on Thursday. That's kind of why we do it on this day. So we've made it a little easier for folks. So start calling right now, 855-616-1620. I only ask one question. Whoever gets it right first, could be the first caller, could be the third caller, you win a $30 Mineshaft restaurant gift card. And today's is 855-616-1620 is the number, by the way. Uh, let me find my question. So I talk about a lot of things during the week. And... Obviously, with the Packers, I, I did this on purpose today, so it's sort of a, a Packers football-related one. So not a difficult question. If you're a loyal listener, 855-616-1620, you'll get it right out of the gate probably. But we'll see. Um, and as soon as we have the f- first caller queued up, I see the lines turning green there. We'll uh, pitch the question. There we go. First caller is, I'm going to punch him in, Paul from Mayville. Hi, Paul. Hey, how you doing? Good. Are you excited about the Packers game Saturday night? Oh, you betcha! All right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to set aside uh, going to my granddaughter's cheering at uh, the basketball game. <laughs> She's mad about it. But... Uh, yeah, yeah. People get over that stuff eventually. Not right away, but eventually. <laughs> we all got to make hard decisions. Yeah. So, uh, on this yeah. week's show, I was talking about the officiating in the NFL. We all had that conversation over the years. And how football fans are reacting. What did I say would happen? Three possible answers. Only one is correct. A, how about this? Only call the obvious stuff. If you're not sure, don't throw the flag. B, any 15-yard penalty should be automatically reviewable in playoff games. They're too important. Or C, they're part-time, right? Why not add one or two more officials so we're not guessing about what happened on every play? What is the right answer, Paul from Mayville? C is in Charlie. C is in Charlie is not correct. Thanks for the call, Paul, and uh, have fun with the game. And good job on getting out of that. Uh, what do you say, dance recital or cheerleading competition? 
All right, David from, App- from Appleton. Hi, David. Hello, how are you, Terry? I am wonderful. You excited about the Packers game Saturday? You bet. All you right. Bet. So you heard the question. I'm going to read it again. I was talking about officiating this week and how football fans are reacting to the uh, officiating in the NFL. What did I say would happen? A, how about this? Only call the obvious stuff. If you're not sure, don't throw the flag. And not only B, because previous caller guessed C, it was wrong. B, any 15-yard penalty should be automatically reviewable in playoff games are too important. What's the right answer? A or B? I'm going to go A. <laughs> so, which means that Gene from South Milwaukee. Hi, Gene. How are you? I'm wonderful. I love your show. I and I love you, Gene. So thanks for calling. All right, so I'm going to read it to you, even though you're the only only answer left is is B, and the, and that's going to be the right answer. So the question about officiating the the B is any 15 yard penalty should be automatically reviewable in playoff games. They're too important. Your answer would be then, Gene. B. Yes, and here, here's ding, me ding, saying ding, ding, it. Here's me Any saying 15 yard penalty. Awesome. I, I'm showing that. Be I in playoff games. They're too important. I've seen too many games over the course of my life where refs, officials, have given a victory to another team. All I have to say to you to prove that point fail Mary. Oh my God, that, that game. It still haunts me. Gene, are you still with us? I sure am. All right, congratulations. You win a $30 Mineshaft restaurant gift card and on Thursdays, buy one pizza, get one free. Are you excited about the Packers game on Saturday night? Oh, I am, definitely. All right, well, if, if you want to have pizza, now you got an easy way to do it. So uh, enjoy the uh, the game on Saturday. Thanks for playing. That's what Steve said, and, and thanks for the kind words about the show. I very much appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. All I right, love you. stay on the line. Love you, Gene, and, and uh, Charlie will get all your important information. I love all the callers. Yeah, I do. All right, we're going to take a break. After the break, for our great partner ads, we are going to talk to Kyle Wallace. You can hear him in the afternoons on uh, Kyle, Brust, and Nortman. Big show on ESPN 94.5. I think it's on 3 o'clock. It could be wrong. Our partner's at ESPN 94.5. So we'll take a break, see what Kyle's thoughts are about the big game on Saturday night in San Francisco. A break here on WTMJ Now. All right, let's talk some Packers. We got obviously got the uh, the big playoff game, San Francisco. I think it's seven fifteen ish. My teammate, my pal, we've done uh, pregame shows together. Kyle Wallace, always great to see you, man. Yes, yeah, same, same, Mister Season Ticket Holder. This has to be such a great season for you so far. From where we were to where we are now, you have to be just um, amazing, right? Expectations, man. I didn't have the to be in the playoffs, so that's a, a bonus game or two, which is awesome. Yeah, isn't this, like, this for me is probably one of the better seasons that I got to watch as a fan. As- absolutely. Because it's so less stressful when you have expectations on winning a Super every year, Bowl every year versus being the underdog. Being the underdog is fun, actually. <laughs> it is fun. And, you know, maybe we're the underdog, but I don't think, like, I don't think we couldn't beat the 49ers. I, I know we've had some rough experiences there, but... This is a new quarterback, new team, a lot of younger players. Why not? Yeah, this team has been resilient. And the thing about Jordan Love in the youth around him, every single week, basically since that Pittsburgh Steelers game, the Packers have consistently gotten better and better. Now, they had a little bad game against the Giants, and the defense didn't play well against Carolina, but they've been on fire. And the most consistent thing we've seen is Jordan Love has been playing out of his mind. He is the reason why Packers fans should have a little hope 
in faith come Saturday against the 49ers. What are your guys saying? What are Brust and Norman saying? Yeah, so uh, this I've been called a fraud this week by Ben Brust. You know, Ben Brust likes to throw big terms out there because I just told Packers fans, I said, hey, I want to win a Super Bowl as well, but we got to calm down talking about this is the this is the de facto <laughs> NFC Championship game. No, we're, we're not coming to, up. We'd, we'd have to win a game after. E- this exactly. Let's just take it at a week at a time. Let's be who we are. And uh, and Brad is definitely in the mode, a mindset. Brad Nortman, a former NFL player and Wisconsin Badger, yeah. he's in the mindset of a true player, saying, "Hey, uh, this is a huge task you have in front of you. You got a team full of all pros on defense and offense, and arguably the best team in the NFL and the San Francisco 49ers who are hungry." For a Super Bowl after what happened last year to him, my pal Steve the Homer True, yeah, said if they if they would win the Super Bowl, best Super Bowl win by the Green Packers in the history of the team. I, I think it'll be the greatest Super Bowl run in the history of NFL. Yeah, you, youngest team. Come on, it has to be. I mean, this to, not only youngest team, but you were two and five during this season. Two and five, and you won eight of your last eleven games. That's so impressive what the Packers have done. I think personally, I mean, you see more football than I have, Steve. I think this will be the greatest run to the Super Bowl of all time with how young they are, the first-year starting quarterback. There's no real stars on this team. I mean, this would be the greatest run in NFL history. What do you think the other teams in the NFC North are thinking? Obviously, the Lions are still playing, so they're probably thinking, let's win our game against Tampa. But like like the Vikings and Bears fans, like where are they at? Uh, they're uh, in turmoil right now. <laughs> and this, this is what I love is that I, I said we're going to spend two franchises in back-to-back week in the turmoil. We did it with the <laughs> Chicago Bears where they were loving Justin Fields going into week 18. Now they're like, I don't know if we want this guy, and then you go against the Cowboys. They love Dak Prescott. They love Mike McCarthy, and now people are mad that they're bringing Mike McCarthy back, and they don't know about Dak Prescott. But if you are an NFC North fan or just a fan of football, especially in the NFC North, though, you are absolutely demoralized because you're like, we can't find a quarterback, and somehow the Packers have gone. They're going to do it three times in a row. It's not like it's just a one-hit wonder. They're going to have 40 years of an extraordinarily great quarterback. I would be so frustrated if I was their fans, and I know they're hurt right now. Yeah, Vikings fans talking about maybe getting Russell Wilson now. Yeah, I mean, that's what they do. they they got to reach for other things because they can't draft and develop. What the Packers has done is so special, and us as Packers fans should not take this for advantage because, for granted because a lot of people don't get to see this. No, we don't. Kyle Wallace joining us from ESPN 94. Five, one of the stars of, uh, what's the official name? Kyle Brust Norman? It is Kyle Brust Norman. My name somehow is the marquee. I, I might be the lowest, <laughs> lowest on the athletic and, uh, fame, uh, you know, totem pole, but somehow my name got to go first. So yeah. I love that. that. That is cool. All right. So real life, real time Saturday. I mean, we're all Packers fans. We're excited about it, but. What do you think we're going to see? No, honestly, I do think it's going to be quite the challenge for the Green Bay Packers. San Francisco is the real deal. They got some dogs on that side of on both sides of the ball, whether it's offensively or defensively, in order for the Packers to win. Because I always talk about what we have to do to win because I don't like saying the Packers won't win. So what the Packers do have to win, they have to win the battle in the trenches. They have to have their offensive line play as well as they did last week. But then the defensive line, the defensive line was dominant last week. They did not let Dak Prescott get comfortable at all. They stopped the running game, and the back end was able to make plays. you got to win the battle in the trenches, but Jordan Love, he's the key to this game. Jordan Love has to play the best game of his career for the Packers to win on Saturday. Weird or not weird that I've watched the broadcast three times since the game? Not weird. Not weird. Look, So during our show, we have these great TVs in our yeah. beautiful studios here, and I've been able to watch this Packer game multiple times, and I love watching it back because oh, yeah. when you watch it back, you know what's going to happen, but you don't, like, so instead of focusing on the play, you just get to see other things that yes. happen in the greatness of how well they executed their game plan. It's been wonderful. I've, got, I've gotten to see about, I'm not going to say three full times, but two and a half times now. You know who's the genius of all of the three stations here? Who is that? 
Tory Lowe always picks the Packers, and he's been right. Tory Tory Lowe is a true Packer backer. A true Packer. <laughs> he backer. wears the gear. He's got the flags. He's, he's everything. He, he's all about having the positive Packer frequency, and Tory Lowe <laughs> has been on it. I got to watch the game with him a couple weeks ago when we did a sidecast uh, for the final game of the season, and Tory was sitting in the chair quietly looking at the TV, and he was scared to move because he wanted to say, "Hey, they're playing well right now. I'm not moving. This is where I'm going to sit at. I'm going to sit quietly and watch the game." Mm-hmm. But yeah, so positive for the Packers. You got to love it. All right. So what do we got for? Pre-game and post-game and all that stuff. Yeah, pre-game. So we have our pre-game again, uh, Green Bay game day starting at 4 o'clock. You can hear it on ESPN Wisconsin. I think it's going to be joining in progress on WTMJ because the Milwaukee Bucks right. play that day. But uh, we have our Green Bay game day. We're going to hear from Mark Tausch. Excuse me. We're going to hear from uh, Mark Shamore. We're going to hear from Rob Demosky. We're going to hear from Jason Wildy. We're going to hear from Brian Bulaga, a famous Packer left tackle. But we'll take you leading up to the game from 4 to 7.15. And immediately following the end of the game, you'll hear Green Bay game night led by Gabe. Night, so Homer and also Mark Tauscher. That is well. a that's an A talent lineup, right? Yeah, there. It, it is. It, it's just I feel so fortunate to be around all these guys. <laughs> they give you the week off. Yeah, uh, they give me the week off. Yeah, nice. No, no. no you're working too. Oh, 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 no, no. I'm, the, work, I'm working a pregame. Oh, you I are. didn't mention my name. Come man. on, myself, Alex Stroh, and Tori Lowe will be leading the Green Bay game day. Tell Alex show. I said hi. I did I did a pregame with just me and him one day? It was fantastic. I'm sure it was. Alex he, is a great young. He's talent. a rising star. He really is. He I got to get him on the show. He's becoming a diva already. Is he hard to book? Uh, is he hard? He's not hard to book now, but you better get him while he's early because he's going to be booked and busy in a couple years. He's he's going national, right? Uh, I can I can see that in his future, but we're going to keep him local as long as we can. All right. Always good to talk to you. Yes, Kyle Wallace, you. my friend. Fun. Thank you, sir. Go Pack. We are in a new year, 2024, and a new year brings new challenges. It's also a leap year, Olympic year. That should be fun. And an election year, of course, where we spend a lot of time on Program talking about that. What will the rates and markets look like during all of this? What what benefits and challenges could it bring? Well, Annex Wealth Management Dave Sponor and I did a great webinar not too long ago. It's called Market Outlook Risks and Opportunities, and we discussed all of this stuff. Uh, we had hundreds of people that joined us in the webinar, and we've taken that and we made it available on the web, which is kind of a clever way to say that if you just put web into the old text format, W-E-B, Talking text line, 855-616-1620. You can actually uh, watch the webinar that we did and prepare yourself for the new year. So text the word WEB, W-E-B, to 855-616-1620. People ask me about Annex a lot because, I've, obviously, I, I talk about them, and we have Dave Spiner on the program. Uh, Monday's at 1030, and uh, obviously one of the longest-running financial planning shows, uh, Money Talk, on Saturday mornings on WTMJ. Um, Dave, is, Dave is a gem, absolute gem. Smart guy, brilliant at what he does. Um, Annex is somebody that I talked about I didn't utilize until a couple of years ago. Changed my financial planning life. Absolutely. Easy to understand. They're responsive. Somebody asked me this question in an email the other day. Are they responsive? Absolutely. And they touch a lot of different elements of financial planning. You know, estate planning, tax planning, um, just retirement, like what you're going to do. So if you're thinking about this and you don't have somebody or you want to, you know, like a second opinion, AnnexWealth.com. Get started. Just do it. And they will contact you, and you take, they'll take it from there. And you, any question you have, they will answer. And they got another uh, another beautiful new office that uh, just opened up this week. So that's probably some of the things we'll be talking about. So I, I, I know I talk about Annex a lot, but I also work with them. They are the best at what they do. Uh, one more thing. Before I, I got to take another quick break here, and then we're going to change. We're going to get to something you would not expect me to talk about. Does uh, nude bike rides interest you? I'll get to that a little bit. But before I do, um, people were 
commenting that they had just listened to the Decision Wisconsin podcast last night and they really enjoyed it. There's a new one that dropped today with Charles Benson from TMJ4, their chief political correspondent, and Mark Cass, editor of the Milwaukee Business Journal, another great partner of us with us at WTMJ. That one dropped this morning. Fascinating conversation. 20 minutes tops, fun, informative. Charles, and we, we had some fun with this. He spent a week in Iowa for the caucuses. Great stories. Uh, describes that process, what it was like. And then Mark kind of breaks down some of the realities of, of all of us here in Milwaukee, what we're going to see, we're going to experience when the RNC comes to town in July. And one of the interesting tidbits, all the things that are happening in and around the same time in Milwaukee, it is nuts, folks. All and Can we handle all of this is going to be a question. Are we going to have fatigue from all the visitors? I think we can. We can put our big boy pants on. We can do a great job hosting this thing. I think that's going to be part of it. But, yeah, there's going to be a little fatigue, but, you know, that's a good thing because this is a chance to sell the community we live in and work in and play in. You don't get many opportunities. Lots of cities would like to be in our position. And I can tell you, given the focus on 2024, this election, which is going to be nutty anyway, although Charles made a, made a great point in the podcast, maybe not as nutty as some other ones. Listen to that for that tidbit at the end of the, of the, uh, the podcast, Decision Wisconsin podcast, available at WTMJ.com. I felt like I said a lot of things in that segment, did I? All right, after the break, i got to ask you a question. Is there really a public need for these nude bike rides? Is there, really? We'll discuss after this. More of WTM. Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. All right, nude bike rides. Not something I actually expected to be talking about today, but you know, you never know where the show might go. So I guess the idea is, is interesting from a <laughs> shocking perspective. Um, they're done for fun fundraisers. I know uh, Madison has the World Naked Bike Ride. World Naked Bar. They have other events as well. Well, in our... I'm, I unfortunately just pulled up a picture of it, and the first thing I'm greeted by is the whitest white man I've ever seen with completely naked sitting on a on a bike. That image will be in my brain for the rest of this day. Thank you, Cap Times Madison, for that horror. Anyway, a, uh, a new bill by the uh, Wisconsin Senate would pro- prohibit a person from causing a minor to attend an event at which a group of adults intentionally expose their genitals, buttocks, or other intimate parts in a public area. Now, I'm looking at this, again, whew, I don't know who this gentleman is, but, man, put on some shorts. One, you're riding on a, a bike where the seat, how can I put this? Doesn't look comfortable. That's the best way I can say it. Doesn't look comfortable for any of the parts we're talking about here. I'll put it that way. So a second piece of this legislation would alter state law to allow people to be charged with a misdemeanor for the intentional display of genitals in public, which, surprise, surprise, I already thought was a thing. No? Rather than this kind of nebulous definition that currently is out there, it's public and indecent is the the higher bar, right? So, a couple things. So this Madison, you know, nude world nude bike ride, been going on since 2010, so 14 years now. One of the controversial parts of this, which I think is why it got uh, legislature attention in 2023. A child was photographed participating in the ride, and those images, which is the way our country works now, were circulated on social media. Uh, one of the Dane County board members, 
uh, Jeff Wiegand filed a police report over the matter. Now, the police department in Madison closed the case, said that the state statutes didn't apply in that case to child pornography. The organizer of the riot said that, that doesn't you know, run afoul of their, you know, the way they look at the state or local laws or the current definition of indecent exposure. I just want to take a quick temperature on the room. I know there's people that enjoy this stuff because it's been around for a while, obviously nudist camps and naked beaches and all that stuff. Been around forever. Not sure why people feel a need to do that, but, you know, what you, as they say, you be you, whatever that, that means. My simple question is this. In your mind, 855-616-1620, does this rise to the lever, level of indecent behavior, and should it be, first of all, eliminated for kids? I say yes to that. No kids. And for adults, is this something that we need to encourage or should be clamped down upon? Make the argument if you think it's okay. I think I actually stumbled upon one of these things on the east side of Milwaukee one time. Am I wrong on this? I, I vaguely remember this. I don't know why I was down there. It was going on. There was like 100 bikes, people naked on them. And some were not all the way naked, which is like it's apparently an option as well. Um, the assembly in the state has worked on some of this stuff already. At some point, governors would have to uh, veto or approve. I'm not sure that there's any consensus on what he thinks about it. If he comes on the show at some point, which he's promised me, but that promise is uh, a few weeks late, Governor Evers. So, um, Britain, the folks at the governor's office, I'm ready when, when he is. What do you think? 855-616-1620. Nude bike rides. I say no on kids. That's, an easy, that's a no-brainer. But do we need them for adults? Why is that a thing? I get it. Some of them raise money for charities and the like, but really? I say no. I take a break here. 855-616-1620. The WTMJ Talking Text Line. What do you think? We'll discuss after this. Oh, we're talking about the naked bike ride. And this is what I love about radio. So we're talking about this topic, and then I see the uh, the phone line light up. Joining us is John from Milwaukee. Hi, John. Hey, good morning, Steve. How are you? Good. I, I see in the notes, the producer notes, you're the organizer of the World Naked Bike Ride. The Milwaukee World Naked Bike Ride. Yeah, yeah. So tell me. Let me Thank I you got, for taking my call. Uh, you're welcome. You're, you're always welcome to call. Walk me through this. I, I look at the picture that I just saw at the Cap Times. I get the idea. It looks uncomfortable to me, just to be honest, as a man. <laughs> That's a a, a a common first expression, and I get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the picture um, is a picture. There's it, it says a thousand words. It, it um, does. The bike ride, the the bike ride itself is a protest. Okay, what are you okay. protesting? We are protesting oil, fossil fuels. Okay, I get um, I get the connection. Bikes, yeah, makes sense. Sure. We ride our bikes naked to bring awareness to cycling. Okay? We ride naked to bring awareness to body acceptance and body positivity. That's our goal. Okay. It's pretty simple. One of the things that was mentioned in the story from the Cap Times was the the uh, participant of, uh, participation of, of a, a, a minor. Thoughts on that? Well, let me ask you a question on that. And, and my thoughts are, constitutionally, there is no age requirement for a protest. 
I think that's right. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. So you will see very soon uh, uh, some type of lawsuit that's going to come up uh, on both of these bills mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. They're they're both very terribly written. Um, and let me just bring up an example uh, that I brought up to your producer. I participated in the polar bear plunge on January 1st down at the lakefront, okay. along with probably about 1,000 other people. Um, Were you there was na- a small group of us. Were you naked? Did it naked. Really? Yes. Yes. Man, there's yes. a whole, there's a whole series of we, questions I got to ask about that too, but I'll, I'll I'll pass those up. So so this you is, got it, you got it. But we 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 did it respectfully, and yeah. obviously nobody even knew we did it. Well, that's okay. Good. That's but good. we do it to to promote body acceptance and body positivity. But let me take one step further. The way how terribly written this bill is. Okay. Go ahead. It says intentional exposure of the buttocks is against the law. Okay, during the Senate bill, uh, during the Senate hearing, I'm sorry, the Assembly hearings that which I testified uh, up in Madison, um, it was it was brought up. Um, hold on a second. Um, the the intentional nudity exposing your buttocks. Let me let me back up a minute here. Right. Um, for at the at the polar plunge, there were much there was much coverage, TV coverage, news coverage, girls going in the water. In bikinis, in thong bikinis. Mm-hmm. With this law, that would be illegal. You go down to Bradford Beach on a Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. How many girls are wearing thongs down there? So what that do you, is going to be illegal? Let me ask you this: What do you think this is? What What is the attempts by the legislature? What What are they about in your mind? To change the nudity laws Which, is is what I'm getting. What they want to do. All right. Now, the, but, the article says the governor hasn't really said anything. Is that correct, or has that changed since that story was written? Because there's like no no way no opinion either way on this. Exactly. We have not heard anything um, from the governor at this point, but it, it hasn't reached his desk yet. Um, we're assuming that's going to happen shortly, but we don't know that. Do you think that? Um, does this even the negative publicity? Does this help the the the, the um, sort of the discussion about what you're you're trying to protest? Do you think it helps? Well, I mean, my question in the matter is here. Here's a law that is going to affect every resident in the state of Wisconsin. The way that these laws are written, is this what we want? Do we want Milwaukee, Madison? Do we want Wisconsin to set a precedence in this matter? The World Naked Bike Ride happens in over 70 cities. You know, St. Louis has over 4,000, 5,000 participants. Portland, Oregon has 10,000 people. This is a protest. It's a legal, peaceful protest to promote body acceptance and body positivity. Let me tell you a little bit another story. I I have a Facebook group um, that promotes body acceptance and body positivity. I have over 475 members in my Facebook group. Uh, We do different events. Last Sunday, we visited, and this isn't the first time that we do this. I do many events. Last Sunday morning at 10 a.m. from 10 to 1.30, we hosted a naked bowling event. (laughs) I had over 70 people attend this event. Is it the same people that are doing this all the time, or are you getting new people doing it? New people. Really? Our group is growing. I started this group in 2015 with eight people. Wow. 
Nine years later, I'm almost at 500. Hey, John, I lived in we San do. Francisco. We had one of these things almost every day in San Francisco back when I was there in the 80s. So I, I'm used to seeing it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that anything's going to change. I don't. I don't see the governor. Just in my opinion. I, I haven't talked to him about it. I. I don't see him signing a bill that would would change the obscenity or indecent decency laws. I don't think he would do that. Very interesting. Yeah, Very so that's just my take. I, I mean, he might have a different opinion. I, I want to thank you for taking the time. You, you brought me up to speed on some of the reasons for doing this, uh, and I'm always a big fan of people taking the time to uh, share what they know about something they're they're passionate about. So I appreciate you taking the time to call the show. Thank you, Steve. A long-time listener, first-time caller, but I'll definitely be with you. All right, man. Thanks. John from Milwaukee He's the sort of the leader of the Milwaukee nude, nude bike. That's amazing that he just called randomly. That's cool. Look, my take is this. Uh, you got to be careful. I think you made a great point about the the body shaming stuff. You got to be careful about changing laws that have been in place for a long time. I I said it to to John, and I I still mean it. the the issue of a minor. I know that the Constitution doesn't put an age limit on protest. I get that. But when here's the thing that's changed since the Constitution was written. We have social media, and we potentially could have. This is why it's it's a little tricky and dangerous. Someone taking a picture of a young child participating in one of these events, and then putting it out there, that's concerning to me. And I would think it would be concerning to the parents of that child as well or, or caretakers or whatever. So that's that's a concern that I have. So I, I think we got to be careful with that. Um, <laughs> that being said, you know, a lot of people in this world are prudes. A lot of people's, uh, people in this world um, never want anything to change. They want everything to be like it was 50 years ago or 100 years ago that's not the reality of the world we live in, and it's not going to change. Change is going to happen, and change is a good thing, in my opinion. Am I offended by it? No. As I said, I lived in San Francisco in the 80s, mid-80s. It was whatever you saw at the naked bike ride in Madison or Milwaukee, times 10, trust me. Uh, And it didn't shock me then, and it doesn't shock me now. I just... There, there are a few concerns I have, but I, I don't think it's going away. Yeah, John mentioned the fact there's other events. I didn't know the bowling thing. That was new to me. The, I didn't know there was naked participants in the uh, polar bear plunge because I've done the polar bear plunge. I don't remember that, but that was a while ago. Interesting times, but it's a fascinating conversation. I want to thank John again or anybody who has information about a topic we're talking about. If you're passionate about it and you have relevant information, those are the kind of calls that we love on this program.